0: Hey folks, I have the weekly update with Desiree Tinoco, and we also have updates from the Irene Gakwa case, so be sure to stay tuned. I'm Renee Nelson, and this is Unsolved Wyoming. for us from DCI. Yes, yeah, so this
1: is over the last two weeks, so we've got a little bit of extra information. Uh, the Cheyenne Police Department asked for assistance in locating three separate juvenile runaways via Facebook. All were found shortly after. Two separate juvenile runaway cases from Casper uh, were both found shortly after. Those were both shared on the Missing People of Wyoming group. DCI has removed three cases from their database, two from Natrona County and one from Laramie County. They've also added five new cases to the database. That's okay. Melissa Little Thunder, age 15, was last seen March 14th in Riverton. She's a Native American female, approximately 5'3", 150 pounds, with brown eyes and black hair. She was last seen wearing a long sleeve black shirt and black sweatpants. Anyone with information, please contact the Riverton Police Department at 307-856-4891. Keenan Martin, age 15, was last seen March 9th in Gillette. He's a white male, approximately 5'9", 169 pounds, with brown hair and blue eyes. He was last seen wearing blue jeans with holes, a gray ripped up Punisher sweatshirt, and red, white, and gray DC shoes. Anyone with information, please contact the Gillette Police Department at 307-686-5250. Sisters Liliana and Tamsin Walsh are believed to be with their mother, and their whereabouts are unknown. Liliana is 12 years old female, approximately 5'2", 108 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. Tamsin is an 8-year-old female, approximately 4'2", 60 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. They were last seen February 24th. Anyone with information, please contact the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office at 307 877 9056. Grace Lawrenson, age 21, was last seen February 14th in Cheyenne. She's approximately 5'5, 180 pounds, with hazel eyes and black hair. She is currently eight months pregnant. She's known to have a deer horn with a heart tattoo on her shoulder and an arrow on her forearm. She's believed to be traveling with another individual and a red pickup with a red camper topper. Anyone with information, please contact the Cheyenne Police Department at 307-637-6500. And of course, with all cases, you can contact Wyoming DCI at 307-777-7181. They also have the option to submit tips anonymously on their website.
0: Great, Desiree. Thank you for sharing those. So uh, the the most recent update is uh, it looks like Nathan Heitman, who has been charged with four felony counts of fraud in relation to Irene Gakwa, that's the first episode on the on the podcast, looks like he's going to change his plea. And so previously he was pleading not guilty and he is going in March 28th, I believe, and is changing his plea. So we're not really sure what that means. And so it would be interesting to see what that looks like. And so rather it's, you know, that he is changing to guilty, but what the plea, guilt, plea deal looks like if there's a plea deal.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I know uh, Jen's done some amazing work on that case and has followed the story since the beginning and gotten it a lot of much needed attention. There's a, there's a people that have really, really pulled through on that case to bring awareness to it. So hopefully it causes less stress and drama for the family. I know with cases like that, going through court can be very stressful and emotional. And given that he still hasn't been charged with anything outside of taking money out of accounts, uh, you know, there's still the question of where she is and if he'll be charged with anything regarding her disappearance as well.
0: Well, and, and I think that's what's going to be interesting to find out. And, and I don't know what that looks like. I'm not a lawyer, right? I don't know what those, what those charges would app- accrue in terms of time, right? And so, but whether or not, if part of his plea deal is maybe information in regards to where Irene is. And so I think that would be the best case scenario. I don't know. I think there's a lot of complicated feelings around it. I think that we always want to see justice done for uh, an individual who has had a great injustice to them. But at the same time, like you said, a trial would be hard you know, for the family and the emotional stress and toll that takes. And so potentially this could be a resolution to this horrific story and a lot of people you know in Gillette and in Wyoming right we have rallied around Irene and her family to try to help bring some of that peace that you pray for in a situation like this. Yeah
1: yeah of course kind of reminds me of the Ryan Schrader case he was missing for a few months before sadly his remains were found up on Casper Mountain and I happen to know the family. I've known them for for quite a few years. I've never I've never met Ryan, however. And going through that process with the family, uh, you know, it's hard to see that kind of situation play out. And it's really unfortunate. I, there's no winners in it at the end of the day. Um, and it's it's uh, it's sad to see so much energy go towards something that's just so negative and sad. Um, and there's really, there's no, there's no winning. The person gets charged. They, no. they go to prison and you know, it's, it still never ends for the family for for either right. family. Really? I mean, it's, it's, you right. don't want right. to forget about, you know, that, you know, that guy had family that loved him and cared for him and, and they're, they're losing a loved one as well.
0: Definitely. And we just hit the year anniversary of this happening. And so, you know, of when Irene was reported missing from her family or by her family. And, and so I believe that was March 20th. And so, you know, March 28th, almost a year or over a year, just over a year from that anniversary. I I think there's a, I think there is a little bit of hope, right. In that resolution. And so I, I do, I hope something at least some information comes from this, and what that plea deal looks like, if there is a plea deal, and to give that family some solace, because goodness gracious, have they been through it? I can't imagine going through this in any capacity, but from a capacity where you are literally on a different continent, having to try to troubleshoot this situation, and so I hate to imagine, say it, we'll, they're uh... they're
1: one of the lucky ones, and that's such a sad. Uh, Thing to say, especially being in a different country uh, with her being a minority, um, not having family around to really push to get answers. Uh, So that's um, it's nice to see members of the community step in and really uh, give a platform for that case. Unfortunately, there's a lot of cases where there are no leads uh, and uh, families are left questioning everything. I hate to speculate, I always try not to speculate but with this case it's pretty clear what's going on and just getting the actual proof to to finish it off all the way you know would would be nice i guess for the family i hate to say that but you know it's it's about all they can hope for at this point which is such a sad thing to say
0: right a resolution of some mm-hmm. sort i i totally agree cuz as we've talked about and and as the podcast you know i mean i think you know, Renee Jurgen has been missing for eighteen years, going on nineteen this year. And so that's a long time for a family to not know what happened to their loved one. And there's cases that are older than that in this state. And so I think again, that aspect of of resolution and and what that can look like on the twenty eighth is gonna be a small, a small you know, a small silver lining in all of this. And so Uh, We'll definitely update everybody on that. So be on the lookout on the Facebook page. Definitely post that information because, you know, she was my first case. I, you know, followed it as soon as it came out. I, you know, I definitely feel, you know, as though, you know, connected to the case for sure, and so we'll definitely be looking to share that information. Yeah,
1: it's, I mean, it's great that there's been so much information shared to the public with it. Uh, it's uh, one of the very few that get that kind of attention. I think for every case we see get that kind of attention, there's probably 20 more that don't more. get any kind of attention, that don't get solved, uh, so I'm, I'm very sad to say I'm very happy for the family to get that kind of attention on that case.
0: Absolutely. Well, and that's why we do the work that we do. Folks, I just want to end on saying that I really do hope that the plea deal that Nathan is potentially getting on March 28th has something to do with information about Irene's whereabouts. If it is not that, then we really have let Irene down and her family down. And there's a lot of people who have put a lot of love, effort, blood, sweat, and tears into looking for Irene. And the crazy thing is, is I have talked to these women. I have talked to these women and I know they're not going to stop regardless of what that plea deal is on on the 28th. They're going to keep looking for Irene. And so I guess we'll just have to wait and see.